Welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off at checkout at c4energy.com. The 2023 Season Series with some amazing athletes. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are following a handful of athletes from the open all the way to wherever they make it this season, um, hopefully the games. And tonight, I get to talk to my friend, Kelly Baker. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So you had a very busy weekend. It was so busy, but incredible. Um, I went into the season with a few non-negotiables that I wasn't going to give up. And one was my wedding, obviously, my honeymoon, and then my sister's wedding, just in terms of celebrating it like I want to celebrate it. And I did that. So I lived with that choice. So what was the weekend like for you? Like jam-packed? What? When did you leave for Philly? Yeah. So we, I trained Saturday morning and then went home. My husband picked me up. We got into Philly around five. So I think we left at two, something like that. Um, and then my sister and her little family came over and had some dinner. Thursday was the rehearsal dinner. Friday was the wedding. Saturday, she like rented out a little spot at like a local brewery and then flew home Sunday. So I was able to get training in some of those days, which is nice, but it was just a long weekend. So one thing we wanted to talk about this week, I put a poll question out on YouTube and a lot of the questions were surrounded. The people want to know more about balance and nutrition. Well, I think you're a perfect example of how do you balance life and this amazing event that you got to be a part of and nutrition and everything else that's going on in your life, plus being an athlete? Yeah. Um, Kelsey and I, who she does my nutrition, we both work for Black Iron Nutrition. It's something that we talk about all the time is that in the end, it's a, just a choice. It doesn't mean you're good or you're bad or I was good or I was bad or I need to feel guilt or I need to feel shame. It's it's in the end, it's just a choice that I made and I can learn from it or not learn from it. And that's okay too. And I think a lot of people, especially in our field, um, live with a lot of guilt and shame around food or around alcohol and think that everyone's perfect and that when they mess up, they're the only one that's imperfect. So I just try to remind myself that, you know, some of my best memories that I've ever had in my life are at 2 a.m. eating cheese with my girlfriends and drinking wine. And I would never give them up for a 1% less body fat the same way when I'm at my sister's wedding, I'm going to have champagne and celebrate with her because she's my favorite person in the world. So I think that there's a give and take. Am I drinking every weekend? No. Am I um, definitely not drinking, you know, when the season's really in play um, or at least really putting a limit on it? Um, but I think it's just everyone has should have their own opinion and not worry so much about what other people think and say. I mean, I posted a picture of me and 
one of my girlfriends drinking a Guinness and I had like four people on Instagram tell me I wasn't taking the open seriously enough. And like, I, I guess I advertise on Instagram that, you know, I'm, I work really hard, but then I'll drink alcohol. And I'm just like, I mean, there's always going to be trolls out there, but it's no one else's business what I do. So that's kind of helps me sleep at night, I guess. Yeah. I, we could do a whole show on trolls alone. Yeah. Um, but my, my nutrition coach always says memories over macros, Mm -hmm. right? Like you would never give up the memories that you created this weekend for a couple macros. Nope. Exactly. And you need to, you need to give yourself grace in those moments to enjoy those memories. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And like I said, I would, I would choose that every time over, you know, feeling like, oh, I feel guilty that I had a drink or I feel guilty that I had cake. It was just a choice that I made that I wanted to have at that moment. And it doesn't make me good or bad or right or wrong. And I think that's how people need to really be. Now, I also think that there does need to be the balance where when you're in full on season, or if you're in a cut that you decide you want to go, go into or whatever it may be that, Sometimes we have to set boundaries and be okay to say no to, you know, drinking or to maybe going to dinner multiple times a week, whatever it may be. But in the end, it's everyone's own choice. So So you said that Kelsey is your nutrition coach, Mm -hmm. but you are a nutrition coach yourself. Yes. Is it impossible to be your own nutrition coach? I don't think it's impossible. It's just really nice to have it be like being your own CrossFit coach. You can be so knowledgeable, but sometimes it's really easy to be stuck in your own ways or to, you know, even with CrossFit, be having someone else tell you like, instead of five rounds, you know, we've really drilled this, like, let's make it three rounds. If it was your own self, it's really hard to give yourself that grace where the same idea, like talking to Kelsey, she could have been like, if it was just me, maybe I wouldn't want to drink or I'd be really hard on myself. Whereas Kelsey might say like, Hey, give yourself grace and enjoy this one weekend. It's not going to ruin your season. You'll be fine on Monday when you come in and hit the workout. And that's what I did. So I enjoyed my weekend and then, you know, got really good sleep on Sunday night then hit the workout Monday morning and moved on with my training. So. So let's talk about the balance of training. We we've talked a lot. Well, I, in the athletes that I've talked with, and I guess cat too, with her athletes, um, about the balance of the open and peaking at the right time. And for many of you now is not the time. Yeah, correct. Um, right. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have been looking at the leaderboard and maybe are raising, Um, like for me, for example, I mean, the workouts have been kind of wonky and they've been maybe a little bit in my favor and I'm sitting kind of nicely on the leaderboard, but it's three workouts. The open in the end doesn't really matter that much. Um, I know we talked about this Uh, last time we chatted, but just so people can see you are sitting pretty on the leaderboard, but it really like it gets wiped clean in a week. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the next stage is really just all about being ready for the, for quarterfinals. I just know for me personally, 
you know, uh, this is my first year really going for games individually. And of course I need, I want to be peaked when I go to games, but you also can't feel like, oh, I'm just a shoe in. So I think that for the everyday person, um, that if their goal is to make quarterfinals and they've never done that before, they should be peaked right now because this is their big moment. They should repeat a workout right now if, you know, this is their playoffs where for some of us, it, that's a little bit further in the game. You know, we want to be ready for quarterfinals, especially because quarterfinals is going to be a little bit um, more competitive to make it to semis. Uh, just with how they broke it down in regions now, there's less, at least in North America, there's less semis. Um, there's only the two. So it would be a little bit more competitive to make it to the semis. Um, but same idea, like it's not always going to be just a shoe in to make it to semis. So if your goal is to make semis, then peaking at quarterfinals is going to be the goal. So I think I know exactly what you mean. It's just going to depend on the type of athlete and where their big goal is, is where they should maybe focus on being peaked. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Matt Poulin maybe two hours ago and he's, he's never made the games. He's made semis two years in a row. And like his view now is I've got to do well at quarters because we have a 60 person field. Yeah. Like I can't afford to be in the bottom half. Yeah. Right. So it's not only like peaking for semis, but you got to position yourself or because you don't want to be in those bottom heats mm -hmm. without the push. What's actually going to be pretty interesting, I think this year is those bottom heats actually are going to matter. Um, th that's one of the biggest things. I mean, at least in North America or any place where there's more spots open for games before it was top five. So really on that last day, it's like the only heats that really matter is going to be that final heat or the potentially some far stretch that someone in the second to last heat, but things are going to shake up in those bottom heats, which is going to be pretty fun. But of course, any competition you want to be going against the best so that, you know, you're pushing yourself to the fullest potential to give yourself the best chance of having the highest place in that event. Um, so being seated higher is definitely going to help, but I'm just kind of, I think that's going to be really cool for the viewer's sake is those first, second heats still really matter if there's 11 spots open for games. So I think that's pretty crazy. Well, and it puts the pressure on the elite athlete. You can't have a bad event. If you had a bad event and you fell to 28th, you could probably make it up. Um, but if you fall to 57th, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> big field. I'm actually just really wondering how the whole, the heat times will go because it's so many, um, at one. So I don't know. Interesting. Well, and I shared news with Matt that he didn't even know that the North American semis are four days, not three. I did hear that. I did hear that from someone so, through the time, but I didn't know how true that was, but I mean, yeah. it's not, the worst thing if you don't have as many events like it's for an athlete you can really put it all out there if you wanted the days you only have one event that day so that's kind of interesting yeah. too but we'll see yeah it's going to be interesting let's see what they do I, I said to matt maybe one of the days is just a team day maybe one of the days yeah. is just an indie day you know yeah. i don't 
I don't know because the whole competition is four days instead of three, but doesn't mean that your comp is four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. So interesting. Yeah, but it'd be nice if CrossFit let us know these things. But yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> They're worried about what's a thruster. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people are worried about what a thruster is too, but based on some videos I've seen. So you you went to Philly. Did you get did you get a couple training sessions in? Yeah. So my old they're not an affiliate anymore, but they they're just incredible and kind of gave me, you know, free reigns at the gym. So I was able to get a full on training session Thursday, then I trained Saturday. So nothing on the day of the wedding and then Sunday when I got home, I just rode my bike and did some stretching, but nothing. Crazy. So you, so you fly home Sunday, mm -hmm. get a good night's sleep. Yeah. You weren't stressed about this one at all. No, this is like, that one's, Oh, it was just a weird one. It, none of these so far I felt like were real um, pukey yet. So I wasn't so nervous about it. I was just more like, I don't know. Speak I run, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I ran like a, you know, I just said to someone like I've run a marathon. So it's multiple hours of just moving. I can do that for 15 minutes. And I just need to re remind myself of that. So that first part to me, I felt pretty comfortable in. Um, you could only go so fast on both movements. And then I really was most worried when I finished the first part, because I was like, shit, my legs are real. Like I felt tired. And my coach at that time said, you're going to be fine. It's not going to affect your thruster. Like pick up the bar and you'll see. And I think I opened with 155 or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's actually right. So once I got my first one in within a minute, I think I hit it maybe like right before the minute mark. Um, I was like confident in just the fact that it didn't feel I didn't feel like the first part affected the second part as much as I thought it would. Did you change shoes or just? Yeah. Yeah. I put lifters on. I ran. And you still or, got in in a minute? Yeah. I ran through the line. I had my shoes already set up and untied and my sneakers. I just kind of ripped off, but. Yeah, maybe, I, it's a, um, maybe it's a skill so, I have. I can change my shoes really quick. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I was do, I was filming our one master's athlete that's here in my town who won last year and it, he was 220 before he got to the bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think my goal was, was like right at a minute or within the first minute and a half, I need to just touch, I need to touch the bar and just get myself as many opportunities because I also didn't know how I was going to feel. And I didn't want to have any regrets that I could have went heavier and I just didn't have enough time. So when we warmed up, I think I just warmed up to 185 and I was like, I feel fine. So I knew like I was wanting to get over that, but I just didn't want to just end up running out of time. I heard a lot of, it was kind of nice going on Monday. You heard a lot of people's reactions. And I think a lot of the elite girls were saying I could have hit higher. Or I could have hit more. So I went super ambitious. I hit 203 pretty easily. And then I was like, ah, let's throw on fives on each side. So I went for 213 and just like fouled. And then I had enough time to strip it off and then went for 209. And it was like within the last 10 seconds. And I was just like, yeah, it's not there. But so 
our our audience may not know this, but you you are a smaller athlete, but your power output is really good. And I don't know if I need there's to a reason. Oh, I feel. <laughs> What's I mean, that? Yeah, I said I don't know if anyone's really ever told me I was like small, but yeah, my height is small, and I mean I'm still I think pretty on, on the thicker end of the girls, but um, yeah, no, I, I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. Well, I, well, I didn't mean I take it as a compliment because <laughs> that's what it is. Um, but when I looked at your thruster number, I was like, damn, like she is so powerful and there's a reason why she was part of the meat squad for a while. <laughs> That's right. And so when you see like a one rep max, do you get excited about that? Um, yeah, yes. And no, in a way, because I don't know if I have, unless it was just a squat clean, that would be one where I'd be like, yes, I'm so psyched on it because I think I can really compete with that. Um, and it's also something where, my, your nerves don't play as much as a factor, just like a thruster. You can kind of grit out a thruster, but whenever it's a one rep snatch, I always compare that to hitting a golf ball off a tee. Like some days you just make solid contact and some days, well, what the fuck? I'm having the worst day ever. So for me, one rep, anything is just fun because I think it's such an opportunity to PR and you have good energy around you that you don't usually have. Um, but I think it depends on what that one rep is on how excited I would be. Is it an advantage or a disadvantage to have a best friend that can throw away, throw around a Ford F-150? Uh, I would say an advantage. It's funny. We were FaceTiming today and she was, she's just like my hype girl, the same way I'm her hype girl. But she was like, I just wanted to tell you, I'm so proud of you. Like where you're sitting is huge. And I was like, it's pretty funny because every person that has texted me, I automatically say back like, well, did you see what Kelsey thrustered? Like, yeah. So we're just both so different of athletes, but in the same way, just rooting for each other. So yeah, I was so proud of her. I just kind of was bummed, you know, she didn't get to win that overall. I think she deserved it, but it's okay. Yeah. It, it, it hasn't been validated yet. Right. Like it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going, I was trying for technicality. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was saying some so, prayers to the guy upstairs to see if we could help her out there, but I don't know if there was anything he could do. So when we get to, so you guys are competing, she's on a team, you're individual, she's in the East, you're in the West. Are you going to follow like what she does during the season? And is she going to follow you? Oh Yeah. For sure. Even if I was both going team and we were both in the East or both in the West, I feel like we would still be rooting for each other and following each other. Um, the only thing that kind of stinks is it would be nice if, you know, the teams had to do the indie workouts just because she's in the East. It's, I'm kind of curious to how much people will share. Um, you know, uh, I think people have been really open with sharing their scores in the open because they really don't matter. But I think people are going to keep those numbers really close to chest, obviously, in quarterfinals. So it would be nice to have. And I luckily do have friends in the East that I could reach out to and see, you know, how they did in the quarterfinals or strategies that work for them, because how I do is going to have no effect on them. 
that that's a great point where before you were all thrown in a hopper yeah and exactly. and everybody affected everybody yeah so it'll be interesting so any do do we do we have a much calmer week this week this upcoming week yeah i i already yeah. said i'm not traveling hopefully until knock on wood that we make semis and have to go to california but i told my family like i need a break <laughs> but yeah uh, um was it good to get a little taste of philly yeah it's so nice to be home. It's so funny. I don't even know what I call home anymore, but yeah, it's just, and it's nice that because they all live in Philly, I get the opportunity to like stay at my parents' house and wake up and have coffee with them. And you just spend all day long with them where when I lived in Philly, you know, I would see them, but it just wasn't as much quality time. So it's nice to be there. So when I go back to Pennsylvania and I'm on the Western side to visit my mom, and I still call that home too. And I'm 53. So yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's like an, a little Italian restaurant that I have to eat at every time I go home. Do you have that in Philly? There's a place that like you have to visit. Um, the brewery that we went for my sister's after party is kind of like our home base. So it was nice to have it there. I mean, probably a pro an issue, but the bartenders that all work there, you know, know us by name, our family, probably goes there a bunch but yeah it's just it's just like our spot i guess that it's kid friendly and yeah so that's what we did and it was really fun and and you like wine but you're a beer girl too right i like both yeah yeah i mean my favorite my probably my favorite drink is red wine but my favorite beer would be a guinness so i don't know what that says i'm pretty yeah. easy. i'm pretty I, easy. <laughs> Yeah, during the winter months, I love a good stout. Oh yeah. And then in the summertime, I like a lighter beer, like you know, like a blue, like moon. an IPA or some. Yeah, and blue moon too. Uh huh. Yeah. All the above. Yeah, but I'm very seasonal that way. That's fair. I see that. Like, I'll never drink a Corona in February, but I'll drink it right. in July on the beach. You know, so I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. just doesn't make sense in in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. No, no. You want that like nice thick stout to to kind of hug you in, the, in February. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we we're going off the rails here, but <laughs> well, I want to respect your time. Thank you so much. You are kicking ass this year, um, and that's got to be a great confidence boost going from team to indie and doing as well as you are. And my God, I hope hope we get to follow you all the way. Yeah. Um, and this will be a great story. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks for having me. Well, have a great night and we'll see everyone next week at this same time, oh, the same yeah. channel yep. and see where everything kind of ends up at the end of the open. We're almost right. done. I, I don't, I made a post about it today, but I feel like you wait for the open to come. Then you're like, oh, it's week three. I think that just means I'm getting old. Time just flies too fast. You are not old. You are not old. Oh my God. With that, everyone, we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale presents the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit Games season.